Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. To the mic, they start dimming the lights. You start feeling alright. From Birmingham, home of the Teddy Longs, and the rumors stutters. More once you discover, for all of the lovers, Whitney Houston and Roman Reigns. For all of the lovers, and Mickey James and Marvin Gaye. For all of the lovers, and Sasha Banks, Janelle Monet, Silk, Sonic, and Paige. Allow me to say, love, I just found a place we escape. Every one of us, I was kind of late. So I just made it up the struggle bus. Walking by the fake, cause I know it's right in front of us. Yo, I ain't with the Gotta focus on what's great Ladies and gentlemen, Steph Hardy is on the air Had to drop a couple bars just to make you all aware So, sit back, relax, enjoy the show You know I go by Joe or the rest of the Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of The Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl Stephanie Hardy. So in this special and exclusive episode, I have an interview with the winner of the WWE SummerSlam Announcer Contest, Ringside Rain, aka Rain Cruise. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation on The Hardy Wrestling Podcast. So, on the Hardy Wrestling Podcast, we have the winner of the WWE Announcer Contest, Miss Ringside Rain Cruz. How are you, ma'am? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great, and I'm just happy to be here, and I'm so glad to have you on my show, because I've just been fascinated, you know, with your story ever since um, I saw you um, ring announce at SummerSlam, so I'm just really glad this is happening. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. Like when I got your email, I've been really excited to be on your show. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you were. So we're gonna get into it and it's gonna be good. So here we go. So when did you fall in love with wrestling? Uh, I fell in love with wrestling around uh, 2006. Um, it's actually right before I moved to the US. Um, I was literally just like at home healing from a sprained ankle and I was looking for some English programming that I could watch um, because at that time I knew I would be moving to the U.S. So I just wanted to find something entertaining, something in English that I could watch. So I can like, you know, practice my English. And I remember seeing John Cena. And to me, it's just like interesting. So I was like, oh, well, let me check out this thing and see what's going on. And I started seeing people hitting chairs and I was like, whoa, this is entertaining and I see the crowd and they're all excited so yeah next thing I know I've been watching it over and over again because uh, in the Philippines they would do reruns of Raw and Smackdown and 
I forgot the other show that they had. I think it was Heat or something like that. It, there, mm-hmm. there was like another wrestling show. <laughs> they would do reruns of that like every single day. So I just ended up watching wrestling almost every day when I was still in the Philippines. Oh, so basically, you know, you were um, just healing from an injury and you just sort of stumbled upon it. And because you were coming to America anyway, the show just sort of helped you learn English. Because, I mean, if it's something that happens in wrestling a whole lot is that you're going to talk. So um, there's a lot of talking going on and miss all the fighting. So you watched that and you attached yourself to John Cena. That's really cool. Um, so if you could just tell everyone, um, where exactly you're from. Oh, so I'm, uh, from the Philippines, born and raised in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. I moved to the U.S. in 2007. So literally like a year before I, you know, started watching wrestling. Um, I moved to the U.S. when I was 18, uh, because my mom and my stepdad, you know, took me to the States and I wanted to go to college in the U.S. So I was like, oh, it's a great opportunity. And uh, yeah, I've been in the States since uh, 2007. I mean, I would go back and forth between the States and the Philippines. And uh, yeah, I've enjoyed, my, I've enjoyed my time. Yeah, and what's so funny is you brought up all of these other shows, like on top of Raw and SmackDown, it's like they had Sunday Night Heat and then they also had um, Velocity is what I was yeah. Yeah, so it's just like, that is so 2000s right there. Like, that's, that's peak 2000s right there. It's just, And I remember when I used to go to live shows and they would tape those shows. Um, spoiler alert, those were taped. Um, <laughs> if you don't know. Like, I would be so confused because you would go to a Monday Night Raw, which was live, and then they would record for Sunday Night Heat. And I'm just like, wait, I thought this came on on Sundays. Huh? Oh, see, I just learned something new today. I didn't I know that. Oh <laughs> so yeah, like I was really confused when I would go to live shows and that would happen because I thought for sure, you know, those shows were live, but they weren't as it as it turns out. They would tape them at the big show and then show them on the night they were supposed to be shown. Oh, so was it like the version of the dark matches that we see now? You could say that. Yeah. Um, okay. You could, yeah, you could say it was their version of dark matches, except they would put them on TV like on Sundays and I think uh-huh. Velocity will be shown on Saturday night, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, okay. So, okay. yeah, that's basically how that was. And, it, yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. But um, that's good that you actually, that um, wrestling actually introduced you, you know, to the English language in that way. I think that's really cool. Um, yeah, because, um, like, in the Philippines, like, we, we do learn, like, English, like, as soon as you go to school. But it's literally, like, the, like like formal English, you know, like I would go home and not really practice it. Um, Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like, I just knew I wanted to hear like people, how they converse in English, how they actually like use the language. Um, And I thought that, you know, wrestling kind of, you know, showed me how the culture was and how people converse in English. But at the same time, it's like, you know, when I, when I got to the States, I was like, yeah, I don't think I'd ever tell someone suck it, you know, because like at that time (laughs) it was DX. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But what's so funny is in the United States, though, I can't tell you how many stories I've heard of boys and girls just telling people on the playground to suck it all the time. (laughs) So that's kind of like the norm, like here in the U.S. It's like you haven't had a good childhood unless you told somebody to suck it 
or (laughs) or in my case if you smell what the rock is cooking like that was my favorite thing that was my thing to say so yeah it's not right it's not necessarily like the best thing to say but (laughs) you know we had fun and that's all that matters so um what is the culture of wrestling like in the philippines since you mentioned that that's where you're from yeah so in the philippines um you know, I didn't know that there was like a big following of wrestling in the Philippines. Um, to be honest with you, when I first started watching in 2006, it was the same year that they actually had um, like a like a house show in Manila. Mm-hmm. So it was SmackDown uh, and Batista was there because uh, he's half Filipino. So to us, he's like our hero, basically. And I remember going to the arena. That was my very first um, WWE show. Mm-hmm. And the arena was basically sold out. And um, I just remember thinking to myself, oh, my God, like a lot of people love wrestling here in the Philippines. So that was really nice because around that time we didn't have Instagram, you know, it was just like MySpace and you build your own playlists of songs that you like. Uh, There's really no there's really no social media to kind of like see, you know, you know, um, like different types of people who love wrestling. It's literally just like knowing like in person um with me uh, i knew some friends from uh, school who love wrestling but that was it for me until i went to my first wrestling show and saw how many you know people here in the philippines really love wrestling yeah it's basically a culture and it's so funny you mm-hmm. it's like i just said something mm-hmm. i just taught you something about the shows and now you just taught me something about batista i didn't know he was half filipino mm-hmm. he is yeah if you um I don't know which um, arm he has, but he has like a tattoo of the Philippine flag. And I think it was a Greek. It's a Greek flag because he's half Filipino, half Greek. Oh, wow. That makes so much sense now. Because mm-hmm. every time I saw him, I just thought he just had a really great tan. <laughs> I just thought he had like a really good tan. And I just thought he was just, yeah, I didn't know he was he was Greek and Filipino see now see now all that makes sense mm-hmm. now so much of my life makes sense now now that I know this okay and it's good that you were able to you know find your community that actually likes wrestling too because I feel like nothing is more fun than watching wrestling with people you know who love it just as much as you do oh my god and then, yes and then you make friends at the live shows and everything that you wind up staying in contact with on social media and everything and it just becomes a whole thing and it's fun like I love it I cannot wait till live events come back to Birmingham um because we haven't we haven't had um wrestling events at our large arena here in Birmingham because it's been under construction so I cannot wait till it comes back because once it does I'm just gonna lose my mind and just have all the fun (laughs) and do all the things so that's I'm really glad you were able to have that experience you know that early so yeah, um, when did you decide that you wanted to pursue a career in ring announcing? Um, so that one actually just happened by accident. Um, you know, I remember like watching wrestling in 2006 and, you know, I just fell in love with it. And I just had it in my head that I want to be a part of it, not just like watch it. I wanted to be a part of it. I just didn't know how. You know, um, you know, I kind of like thought of like being a wrestler, but then it didn't really pan out for me. <laughs> I'm not athletic. So I was like, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> and then uh, I remember seeing Lillian Garcia 
And I was just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think I could do that. I don't have that kind of voice, you know. So to me, it was just like, okay, well, somehow, you know, maybe I will fit in. I'll find my way. And um, I actually made my um, debut this year uh, in the in the uh, independent scene. Uh, in February, I made my debut at Orange County Championship Wrestling in Southern California as um, as an in ring reporter. And then a month after that. I got invited to Yuma, Arizona, which is like four hours away from where we lived, and I was supposed to um, interview wrestlers as well. Uh, it's for mm-hmm. Venue Wrestling Entertainment, and like around an hour before the event started, I asked my promoter, "So, who is who am I going to interview?" And he just said um, it got canceled, and I was just like, "Oh God!" Like. We drove four hours to get here, so mm-hmm. I gotta do something. So I just said, "What else can I do?" And he said, "We don't have a ring announcer." So I said, "Well, I have never done it before. Um, if you would let me, I'd love to try it. If I suck, please let me know. I will never do it again." And he said yes. And you know, after my first spot, he told me, "Yeah, just like keep doing it throughout the night." And ever since then, he would book me as his ring announcer for his events. So basically, you really just started this year. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is so funny because it's just—I <laughs> mean, it's like we have—I guess we have that in common in a sense because since I mean, I only started my podcast last year, but I only started also commentating um at an indie for an indie all-female promotion here in Alabama this year as well and I didn't think I could do it because like you said like when you watch wrestling all you do is see people and hear people you know use their voices all the time but you never think that you know you could actually do something like that because you know you feel like I don't know, like they have all the training or they probably yeah. spent this much time in this thing, right? So you're kind of like, ain't no way I could do that. And then, uh-uh. but then it's just like, once you're able to do it, um, and shout out to Miranda Morales, who's out in Arizona. She was the one who, she's a podcast host and a ring announcer as well, and interviewer as well. She was the one who told me about the opportunity um, in June. And I had signed up for it, you know, just on a whim because I just figured, you know, why not? You know, if I'm doing and working hard with this in this area, why can't I use my voice in this other area? And, you know, it worked out for the best. My first time was pretty good for someone who had just started. And it's and it's basically something that I kind of want to stick with. So it's awesome. Yeah, it's cool that we both start started just this year and then, you know, you have all of this, you know, amazingness, you know, coming forth towards you. But we'll talk more about that later. Um, so when so what was what was it like, you know, your first time announcing? Like, were you nervous at all or, you know, did anybody teach you? Um, no one really taught me how to announce, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I just remember um, at that moment I was just thinking, well, you like Lillian Garcia. I mean, you saw how confident she was. So she kn- she knew her stuff. Like she wasn't reading off a you know index card. So make sure you have the names right. Um, and you know, basically, you know who's fighting who. And, and and mind you, like that was like my first time too at that specific promotion. So I was literally like meeting these guys for the first time too. 
Mm-hmm. So I was so I was just like, okay, I gotta make sure like I know who's who basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, I think I got nervous uh, the first time I went in the ring because my microphone wasn't working, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, of course, you know, like. That time I volunteered to do something. My microphone is not working. <laughs> and there's this guy who had a megaphone and he's like, turn on your microphone. And I was like, oh God, what is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the promoter got in the ring and he fixed the microphone. He's like, hey, be nice to her. She drove far to be here tonight, okay? <laughs> and then the, after that, I just kind of like did my thing and, um, you know, at first I was kind of like, oh God, like that was kind of embarrassing. But then at the same time, it's like, well, you know what? There was a, one of the wrestlers told me, you know, at the end of the day, you're the one in the ring. So you have control of everything, your nerves, you know, uh, how you react to people when they talk to you, you're the one in control. So um, make sure you just, you know, make yourself feel at home inside the ring and yeah that that night really helped me a lot okay um you know it's you mentioned that and it's like the audience at indie shows they can be really rambunctious (laughs) (laughs) they can uh, wrestling fans are rambunctious anyway but just just them at indie shows man they're they're just really crazy but you know i'm glad that even with technical difficulties aside you know, you were still able to do that and learn from that experience. So, and then the fact that you did it, you know, without any training or any, you know, experience prior to, it's just really commendable and very courageous on your part. Oh, thank you so much. I just knew in my head that, you know what, um, if this is something that I can't do, I need to know now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that was just kind of like my mindset, just, you know, at least I know, I shouldn't be offering that service to other promoters if I can't do it. Yeah. And just to sort of piggyback off of what you said about um, Lillian Garcia, she was actually one of my favorites um, as a ring announcer and just also as a singer too. Cause anytime, like I'll never forget the first, the first song I heard her sing. Um, it was like WWE did this album called um, WWE Originals where Jim Johnston wrote original songs for the superstars to sing. And of course, some of them can, couldn't really like sing, sing <laughs> um, but Lillian could. And she did this song called, um, I think, You Don't Know Me or You Just Don't Know Me At All as the name of the song. Mm. And I remember just falling in love with her singing voice even then, cause I was just like, even though she would sing the national anthems or like America the Beautiful, you know, at WrestleMania a couple times, it's just it's to actually hear her outside of that was just like, whoa, ma'am. <laughs> like she is such a good singer and she's just like one of my favorites, like just period. And then I'm trying to think who else my like my favorite ring announcers, but she's definitely up there. So um, hopefully, you know, maybe, you know, as we're talking in this interview, maybe once I'm putting this together and when I put this out, you know, I'll share a clip and tag you in it and tell her, we love you, Lily. And we were yes. talking about you. So, <laughs> yes, um, that, that would be really great. Um, so were there any struggles that you had faced early on in your journey? Um, I guess, um, you know, what I could think of is probably um, 
something that everyone like struggles with, which is basically the pay, um, you know, because like with the indie scene, it's not really like the biggest shows, you know, so it's like you go to an event sometimes, you don't get paid. Um, there are events that, you know, you get something and, you know, and I remember my wrestling coach telling me, uh, well, actually telling us in our class, he's like, until wrestling starts paying your bills, it is a hobby. It will be an expensive hobby. And <laughs> yeah, I you know I found out about that when I started driving to these places. You know, like you spend money on gas, then you you know you buy like your wardrobe and all that. And um, but to me, it's like it's for the love of the game. Mm -hmm. You know, and and to me, every show, whether it's paid or not, it's worth it for me. Um, but you know, I see like the guys and girls who like you know like wrestle like you know every night, and you know. Sometimes I hear them, oh, yep, after like a show, they go in the next morning to go to work. And, you know, it's like, I, you know, it's not just, you know, myself who experience it. Um, I know a lot of like people uh, experience it, um, especially in the indie scene. So I think that's like the struggle I can think of because I feel like the process of the show, like doing the show, like we're all just having fun. And, mm -hmm. and we're all there because we love it, you know. Um, and I really hope that one day, you know, all of us will, you know, like kind of like uh, I guess all of us will will get the fruits of our labor one day. Yeah, definitely. I believe in that too because I just remember the first time I got paid. I just remember just being excited at the fact that I got money attached to wrestling. And like when I like the first show I did and I got paid for it, I was just like, oh, I got paid for a wrestling job. And I just remember like being so excited and actually putting it on my wall and framing it and just trying to manifest the idea of more coming. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just really believing that with all the hard work that all of us, you know, put forth in this wrestling business, you know, it will definitely pay off in some way, shape or form. So, mm -hmm. I mean, and the beautiful part about this is it's like with, with wrestling, it's like a thing. It's like, you have to love it, you know, or you just don't mm -hmm. mess with it at all. It's like either you love it or you just don't. And when you're first starting out, of course, it's not going to be, you know, fabulous and all glamorous and everything. But in the end, you'll get to the fabulous and glamorous stuff. But then the fabulous and glamorous stuff is also in the journey getting to the big goal as well. So I'm really thrilled that you had that experience. And, you know, we're just believing for more. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Definitely. So. How did the pandemic sort of affect your growth um, as a ring announcer as, or in your career? And how were you able to sort of, you know, persevere through that? Um, to be honest with you, I think the pandemic uh, helped me out um, to build my connections. Um, mm -hmm. So I guess I'll just backtrack. Uh, in 2019, I started creating uh, wrestling related content videos on YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, so I started with being Asuka's manager and then from there I started creating uh, WWE pay-per-view recaps which believe it or not it's my very first one was of SummerSlam 2019 <laughs> and then um, in 2020 I, I saw um, Santino Brothers Wrestling Academy in Southern California and before the pandemic hit um, they actually had classes like if you want to be a wrestler or like an advocate and I couldn't make it to the class because of my work schedule. Um, so uh, when the pandemic hit, you know, people couldn't go to gyms and Santino's ended up having an online class, like a wrestling 101, basically 
um, psychology of wrestling, like how to cut promos and how to market yourself. And it was such a great class and I met like, you know, amazing people. And I met someone who basically linked me up to my very first promoter at Orange County Championship Wrestling. And um, yeah, and that's how I got my my very first gig uh, this year because of, honestly, because of the pandemic, because that's how I made my connections. Mm-hmm. See, that's really admirable about the idea that you actually like took a class. Um, in wrestling so you can understand understand it from a holistic perspective and not just mm-hmm. from you know your position because sometimes when people you know have a job or if they you know are seeking for a career they sort of have this tendency to want to just um focus solely on what they're doing which isn't wrong at all but at the same time you know in some cases they don't really like take the time to holistically understand how all of it works to sort of create mm-hmm you know to basically create this machine that helps everything in this company move the way that it does and the fact that you were able to do that you know during the pandemic is really cool because a lot of people you know did you know take classes or did better with their social media in terms of you know wrestlers and stuff like that when it came to the pandemic because there were no shows and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so I think that's admirable that you actually took that time to study the craft as a whole, you know, and take advantage of that so you can understand, you know, how this works. Like, that's great. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad um, because my coaches are amazing. And, you know, I met like, you know, amazing people because of that class as well. So it really benefited me a lot. Absolutely. So what are some techniques that you use to preserve your voice? Mm. Number one will be this, drinking a lot of tea, <laughs> drinking a lot of hot tea um, mm-hmm. on uh, if I know I have a show like the day of I stop like drinking cold water. I usually just drink like warm water. Mm-hmm. Um, I bring a lot of cough drops with me because um, I learned this when I was singing at a church choir. Um, there's this lady at my choir who would always supply us with like cough drops. <laughs> And she'd always like hand cough drops to us, some uh, Ricola uh, mm-hmm. cough drop, and uh, it would help us kind of like soothe our throats and you know, be able mm-hmm. to like you know release our, our, our voices even more. Basically, um, what else? I try to like get um, a lot of sleep like the day before because I find that I, I'm a night owl, so whenever I don't sleep well or whenever I sleep late, um, I find it hard to kind of like release my voice like the next day mm-hmm. um and uh what else uh yeah so mostly just um to make sure that I'm not eating a lot of sweets too the day of mm-hmm. for some reason like it helps my I, I don't know my throat feels weird when I eat a lot of sweets so I avoid sweets and uh cold stuff like cold water or, you know anything cold I avoid it <laughs> So essentially, you you prepare your voice um, the way that a singer would before a big show or something. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's cool because it's just like, I remember that being my life, you know, before wrestling sort of, you know, spr- popped off the way that it did in my life last year. Like, I had spent the biggest chunk of my life being a singer and a performer, like, in choirs and stuff in school and at church and everything. So... 
it's just like one of all of those things that you mentioned were all things that I learned also while I was in college and I got my degree in music and stuff and it was just like if any of your music major friends saw you doing those things that you weren't supposed to be doing oh my god it was the worst like the consequences would it wouldn't necessarily be like swift but at the same time you would get irritated because you just kind of want to live but at the same time you have to keep your voice you know healthy and everything and you can't just you know do stuff or talk excessively and all this other stuff which is hard for me if you can tell I like to talk so (laughs) so I'm you know it's good that you actually keep that discipline enough to sort of take care of your voice in that way because especially now because you know the weather is going to get cold you know since Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it'll be October tomorrow or for you in, in a sense it's already October it's already October here in the Philippines. Yeah, it's already yeah. October for you. See, <laughs> October starts like for us tomorrow. So tomorrow. I'm in the future, you know, actually. So you are like basically that's how all the time zones work. It's like they're either in the past or they're in the future. And then you got me like in Alabama in the middle. <laughs> so yeah, like it's crazy, you know, how you keep yourself um, clear of any hindrances with your voice but it works so well because you know once you use it it's out there so it's you just have to take care of yourself in that way and take care of your instrument because at the end of the day the voice is an instrument that is true yeah it's an instrument it's just an instrument that's inside so yeah that's just really cool so out of the many promotions that you have worked for like which one has been your sort of favorite to work for oh um like in the in, in the scene basically yeah yeah um oh god i have two that are tied at first um occw orange County championship wrestling and venue wrestling entertainment uh primarily because those those were the two promotions that you know gave me my first shot in mm-hmm. the business um but at the same time like the people that I deal with, my promoters, the wrestlers, they've been so supportive of me. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, when I first, uh, prior to getting into the industry, I was kind of thinking to myself, well, I'm not going to be a wrestler. Like, I don't know how, you know, uh, non-wrestlers get treated at you know, promotions. Like, mm-hmm. Are they seen as like, you're just a nobody or do they include you as a part of the show, like as a part of the family? And that's how it has been for me. Like everyone has included me as, you know, a part of the family. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I show up at OCCW and to me, it's like, I don't feel like I'm just the in-ring reporter or just the ring announcer, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I feel like I train with them too, which is weird. So, yeah, uh, they welcome me with um, welcome me with like open arms, and um, both promotions welcome me. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4:55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. 
you made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. It's like open arms and... It's really nice for me because, again, it's like I'm a rookie in the business. And mm-hmm. um, to me, it's just, you know, especially I'm a woman. So it's like I, I also mm-hmm. don't know how I would be treated. So to me, um, sorry. <laughs> is it like showing up on your end? Uh, I saw it flip and then I saw your finger and now I see you. So it's OK. OK, sorry. It's cool. Because like my husband's like calling me. Hang on a second. <laughs> He's like, are you busy? Yes. Um, First ever keep... text. <laughs> First ever text during an interview. This yeah, is yeah. great. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's yeah, because okay. I'm using my phone. So it's like mm. now every time he calls, it's like blocks off everything on my end. So there you go. Um, it's Okay. Yeah, so it's uh, for Orange County Championship Wrestling and Venue Wrestling Entertainment. Like they've welcomed me with open arms, and um, it's it's amazing because like you know for me I'm a woman, and you know surrounded by so many men, right? Mm-hmm. And being new in the business, it's like you just hope that you get treated with respect and you get welcomed and you get to you know you don't feel like you know they're treating you as a nobody because you're not a wrestler and and. Both of these promotions like welcome with open arms. And uh, I'm after SummerSlam, I started working at other um, <clears throat> indie promotions, but um, you know they've all like treated me well uh, too. But um, mm-hmm. OCCW and BWE, they've they've just been you know my promotion since since day one. So <laughs> I'm biased towards them. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you said that because it's like that kind of like that's kind of like my relationship with the Belladonna division. Like since I commentate for them, like I was kind of nervous my first time and my second time because I'm just a nervous wreck. But either way, um, it's just I was nervous. But then what I think the difference for me was is that the Belladonna division is all female. So Mm. when I actually got to the locker room, which I still couldn't even believe I was there, it's just they all, you know, we were all just together and we were just talking and everything. And it felt like you know, a sleepover, but it was very welcoming even still. And I was able to get the information, you know, that I needed. And they actually made me feel like I was at home. And that made me feel really good um, Mm. for someone who was just starting in a nervous wreck. So I'm glad that you had that experience and that they actually take care of you in that way. Yeah, because it's amazing when, you know, you're, it's like being the new kid at school, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Yes. And then, like, it makes you want to go to school even more because you feel welcome. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you're making friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, that is the, true. Yeah, so it's just, it was just really good. And I'm glad that you were able to have that experience. So outside of wrestling, what are some things that you actually like to do, like hobbies or TV shows that you like to watch? Um. So... Uh, I guess as far as watching TV shows, uh, I'm not really good at it. Um, like wrestling is the only thing that actually can make me like watch TV, to be honest with you. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I tried watching TV shows before, like other shows outside of wrestling. But whenever they get canceled, I just, 
to me, it's like, now I have to find a new show to watch. And then now I'm just like, no, I'm just going to stick with wrestling. And, but my husband, he, he's the one who like goes on Netflix, like tries to look for new shows. And sometimes he'd be like, Hey, want to watch this? So the last thing that we watched together was squid game, mm-hmm. which is really good. And my husband was really surprised because I was literally just on the couch watching this. So, uh, <laughs> He's very, um, it's like he's seen a miracle every time I sit on the couch and actually watch TV with him. Because <laughs> he knows that means I liked it. And mm-hmm. I'm just like staying still, not on my phone, like watching this thing. Um, I love to cook. Um, I, you know, I don't have anything specific um, that, you know, I cook. It's usually what I find in the fridge. I, I find it adventurous for me and exciting whenever I just find something in the fridge and I just figure something out and if it tastes great great if it doesn't I just don't do it again (laughs) (laughs) um and I have um a pet bird a little parakeet um he's like seven now I still call him my baby bird but he's technically a senior uh in the bird world wow um so he um gets all my attention um yeah, he's a little bluebird that I usually post on my Instagram. <laughs> What's his name? His name is Popo. Oh, okay, Popo. So That's I didn't cute. know that Popo is like a slang for. Uh, <laughs> for <laughs> oh my I god! I have no clue. <laughs> I just remember watching a news report, and there's this guy. It was like Memorial Day or some sort of holiday, and he mm-hmm. said. He was saying, uh, he was reporting about um, like drunk driving or like being careful to not drink and drive mm-hmm. for the holiday weekend. So he was just saying, uh, watch out for the popos. And ever since then, it got stuck in my head. And I was just like, what does that mean? And then around that same time, I got my bird. So I just named him Popo because I have this trend of naming my birds. I had Toto, I had Coco, and you know, Popo, and then I had Momo. So everything is like with an O. <laughs> So I just named him Popo. That is so cute. And that's actually a funny story that like pet names. Oh my God. <laughs> like I've actually never had a pet myself, but just hearing um, other people sort of talk about it, just, it's just so cute. And just the idea that you have, you know, a baby bird and then you name him Popo and it's just, and you found out that that's a slang word for the police. Right. Like, Yeah. That's the popo. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that that's really funny. <laughs> um, so maybe maybe one day you'll go back on women's wrestling talk and then they'll have you on their show Pro Wrestling Pets and then you and Popo, you know, can yeah, put in an we'll appearance. Have popo right here. <laughs> oh snap, he's right there. He well no, he usually like hops on my finger. So, oh, okay. On a when he's not grumpy, he does that. He usually hops on my finger and he's very chill. Sometimes he just does not want to be with me and he mm-hmm. just, you know, like flies around. And because I, I trained him uh, since when he was like really young that, mm-hmm. you know, whenever I do this, like he hops on my finger. Mm-hmm. Um, but after we moved to our new place, like it seems like he's just like still trying to like get used to the place. So he's, he's mm-hmm. been grumpy lately and he's been biting me a lot. But, oh, no. Yeah. He'd still like hop on my finger because, you know, he loves me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, you know, with you talking about shows on Netflix, like it feels like a lot of the time, um, depending on what it, what shows they are, it's like they can start off like 
really really good and then all of a sudden they'll just take them away like i've heard good things about squid game but it's not necessarily likely that i'll watch it because i watch so much wrestling during the week and then mm-hmm. tonight my favorite favorite show gray's anatomy is coming back on so Ooh. i don't know like between that it's just like anything on netflix is like I just watch it just for noise and I, I I barely watch anything like or invest fully in anything on Netflix unless it's something that I really, really wanted to see um, when I was younger but didn't get to watch, you know, until I was older or unless I'm binge watching something just for noise, like when I'm doing my hair and I just need something to in hear the background. Or, yeah. in the background. So, yeah, like I totally get the whole binging thing and all of the TV shows and everything. So, yeah, we'll see. But then I just feel like wrestling is taking up the the biggest chunk of my time now um, because of everything. So, but it's okay though. I'm not mad because there's just so much cool stuff going on. So yeah. Um, so how exactly did you find out about the WWE announcing contest? Oh, um, literally like the day before I found out, I was contemplating about my life, and I was just like, oh, okay. How do I keep going? I want to keep doing this, but it's not paying my bills yet. So let me figure something out. Da, da, da. And then the next day, I got a text from my friend. Um, and he said, have you seen this post from WWE that they are doing a WWE announcer contest on TikTok? And my first reaction was, of course, it's on TikTok. I don't have TikTok. I don't know how to use TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, uh, OK, well, let me create a TikTok account. And I kind of like did the videos that they wanted uh, people to do, which is basically a duet with like uh, WWE superstars as they make their entrances uh, to the arena. Mm -hmm. And um, I just wasn't, I didn't think I would win to be honest with you because I literally just started my account. I didn't have that many followers. I literally like texted a lot of my friends and just told them like even our realtor, I asked my realtor, to create a TikTok account and like my video. Oh, <laughs> cause I was just like, I don't have a lot of followers. I just, I just want people to like my video because whenever you um, click the hashtag WWE announcer contest, you have to keep scrolling to see my videos. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I was like, oh my God, how can you boost your videos? And I was just thinking, well, maybe if it has a lot of likes, Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it will somehow like, you know, go up and WWE would see my videos. Um, so that's why I created like, you know, more videos aside from the ones that they requested. Well, I, I created like two batches of what WWE requested, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they judged uh, my other videos because they're not really the ones that they requested. But to me, it's to me, it's free to upload, free to create a video. Right. Um, so I just kind of saw it as, you know what? whatever, like whatever kind of like puts me in the algorithm, I guess. I'll just yeah, do it. it. Can't hurt. Might as well try. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, um, it's crazy as to how I didn't have a TikTok account. And, you know, for my second batch of videos, I asked my, my friends at my wrestling dojo to help me. And they're literally like showing me rain. This is how you do TikTok. And this is how you, <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> So everyone's been really supportive of me throughout this TikTok journey. Yeah, TikTok, like, <laughs> it's, it's like any new social media thing. It's like you don't know that you should have it until you get into it. And then you and then it becomes a part of your life. And mm-hmm. 
even even with me like I had actually started you know I have my own TikTok um but at the same time you know I really didn't necessarily know how to make anything until I actually sat down and started stitching you know myself to Mm -hmm. certain videos and then also posting things from my podcast on there as well like clips and everything but you know um I actually this is a hardy wrestling podcast exclusive I actually auditioned for the um announcing contest too you know never having done it before I actually tried um but you know it's just I'm actually glad that they're you know utilizing social media in that way to sort of include you know younger people in it you know Mm -hmm. in terms of you know careers and stuff because that can actually open the door you know for a lot of different things so I think that I thought that was a very creative way to actually do that to utilize TikTok in that way and the fact that you actually worked really hard to create like one batch of videos in a second batch you know like that I'm pretty sure that really helped them you know to select you know you um in that process so that's so kudos to you for you know working hard for that and then also being you know in this place where you're trying to figure out what to do you know in your life I completely get that as well because we're all trying to find our way especially Mm -hmm. if you're like in your 20s right now you're just trying to like what am I doing (laughs) you know you're having a crisis but you know I'm actually glad that you sort of had that moment so um how exactly did you come to the decision you know to try out like I'd like what was it that actually like pushed you to just go ahead and just try um part of it was I just didn't know when I would get my shot to show WWE what I could do mm-hmm. and I remember you know when this contest was announced I was just like this is my one shot to show WWE what I can do because right. Um, I didn't know how else to send them my tape, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, or I didn't know how else to get noticed. I mean, yeah, I could keep posting stuff on social media, but what are the chances that they are looking at my stuff, really? You know. Mm-hmm. So I felt like being a part of this category of the WWE announcer contest, I felt like somehow, some way, they could at least see at least one video of me doing my thing. Um, so to me, I took it as this is my one shot um, because they rarely, I don't think they've ever done an announcer contest. They haven't. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think they've ever Never. done that. I've, yeah, because I think prior to SummerSlam, they announced like a tryout for wrestlers. Um, right. Because I know I have, yeah, I have like friends who are wrestlers who are going to try out in Vegas. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking, man, you know, I, I wish they had something like that for, for other um you know, other characters in the wrestling world, you know, like referees, announcers, you know, managers, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, yeah, and then this th- this contest happened. So to me, it's just like, I saw it as my one shot. And if I don't take that opportunity, if I don't at least try, then I knew I would regret it. Right. Right. Because, you know, in life, you know, you'll probably kick yourself in the behind if you don't try. Mm-hmm, like because mm-hmm. that's something that I try to that I actually put on my vision board is that I don't want to have I don't want to live a life of um regret because mm-hmm. I would hate you know down the line to have children and then tell them that I didn't try for you know a bunch of things or I didn't mm-hmm. do this or I didn't do that and I wish I had and all the other stuff like I want to live so <laughs> like I want to live to the fullest to the fullest extent so I'm glad that you actually went forth and actually did try it. And it's just like, 
you know, like I was saying earlier, I think it is cool that WWE, you know, used that as a tool to sort of market to an audience that probably would have never known anything about that um, mm -hmm. otherwise. So maybe one day they'll do a commentary contest or something yeah. like that. Like that would, that would, hey, that would be cool. <laughs> that would help. That would be awesome if they did something like that. So what was the process like of being told that you were one of the finalists or and being told that you were the winner? So like uh, for me, um, like it's, it was the week of SummerSlam when I found out that I won. Mm -hmm. I got an email Wednesday. So that's two days before SummerSlam, right? Because SummerSlam was a Saturday. Yep. Thursday, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I got an email Wednesday night that I won. And um, I just remember seeing the message, congratulations, you won. Um, and I was like, I just couldn't believe it. I could not talk. I was literally just on the floor crying. Um, and my husband saw me and he said, what's going on? And I couldn't talk still. So I just showed him my phone. <laughs> And he saw the message and he's just like, oh my God. And I, I we're both like, just wait, this is happening right now. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, that night I just remember thinking to myself, this is this real? Mm -hmm. Because like I said, I had no clue I would win. Um, you know, I didn't think they would see my videos. And then at the same time, it was that close to SummerSlam. Right. Like a week before SummerSlam, I had an event and I remember the guys asking me, so did you find out yet? If you won, did you find out? And I said, no, nothing. And I don't think I won because like I haven't heard anything. And, you know, the week of SummerSlam is like when I found out that I won, which is to me, it's like, oh, my God, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like. I know when they announced that that was when they when the people were going to find out I was just like dang like just that week but you know otherwise you know at least you know they told you in I guess you could say a modicum of time that you could prepare yourself and all of that you know to get ready to go and yeah I just yeah I imagine that being a very emotional moment and sharing that you know with your husband and stuff like I yeah like that just sounds so beautiful yeah, I'm glad that, you know, he was there when I found out. I mean, I'm glad I was home when I found out because, you know, my husband, he's been so supportive of me uh, throughout this journey. Mm -hmm. um, he would drive with me to, you know, my shows, like, you know, to out of state shows. And uh, I'm glad that he became a part of this, you know, journey with me because, uh, you know, after I won, like WWE flew us out to Vegas you know, we got like a car service. We got like they pay for our hotel. Um, you know, they paid for um, you know our seats. So it was nice that he got to experience that. You know, with me as well. Yeah, that is so cool. So, were you nervous about the idea of announcing in front of a large crowd at a pay per view like SummerSlam? Um, to be honest with you, I wasn't nervous. I was mostly just excited. Um, because I remember like, you know, right before I found out that I won, actually during the contest, I was just like thinking to myself, I need, I hope I win because I need to know now how I would do in front of a lot of people. I need mm -hmm. to know, is this really for me? I, I mean, at that time I knew it was, you know, but it's still different when you're there. 
Yeah. So to me, it's like I just want to know. I just want to answer this million-dollar question, basically. Um, but um, yeah, I just remember visualizing in my head. You know, I'd walk down our hallway and I'd you know mm-hmm. think that I'm walking towards the ring. I'd walk down a church aisle. I would, I'm thinking I'm walking towards the ring. It's just like I'm visualizing that moment of of being at SummerSlam. So when I found out that I won, and and you know I'd be ring announcing in front of a lot of people, I was just like, man. This is it. This is what I wanted, and I was just really excited to do it because I saw it as this is like one of the biggest blessings I've ever gotten my entire、right. life. Like to be able to, you know, be chosen among like thousands of people who applied, and、um, they found me to be like, you know, hey, you know, here's an opportunity for you to do this. I was just like, man, this is amazing. So yeah, it was mostly. Just I couldn't wait to do it. Basically, well, yeah, you were excited, and I'm glad that your excitement, you know, over overpowered your, you know, any nerves that you might have had or might not have had.、Um, and it's so funny you brought up the idea of you having、um, that opportunity and just being able to just channel all of that stuff. Like that is just that is so amazing. Like I'm just really proud of you, and plus it just makes me think about. How when they were showing videos on different on the shows leading up to SummerSlam, and how at first I was sort of like a little bit upset because they didn't show a whole lot of the women's、um, mm-hmm. videos until like way later, and then I was just like, okay, well here are all the women stuff, and then just knowing that you won and you got this opportunity, you know, in terms of representing, you know, four women, I'm pretty sure that was a great part of it as well. So yeah. Yeah, like、uh, to be honest with you, I remember like when they showed those videos, like on SmackDown, I think.、Mm-hmm. I was like, man, okay, okay.、Uh, there's a few women, and okay, I'm a woman. I didn't see myself in that video. Oh my god, they probably didn't see me. They probably didn't see me. <laughs> <laughs> But、um, yeah, uh, I remember.、Um, to be honest with you, I felt the nerves after my spot,、mm-hmm. like after everything was done. That's when I felt my, you know, felt nervous because I was just like. Somebody show me a video of how I did, because <laughs>、mm-hmm. it's done. A lot of people saw me. I don't know how I did. I just know I was kind of like you know in my zone doing my thing. But someone please show me how I did. <laughs> yeah, and then so because SummerSlam you know took place on a Saturday, and I was actually working another show,、um, I wasn't able to actually see it. Um, so, for those who may or may not have seen, you know, your part,、um, what part of SummerSlam or which match did you ring announce for? So I announced the kickoff match, which was Big E versus Baron Corbin.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I actually found out the day of that I will be announcing that match, which、mm-hmm. was it worked out well for me because I figured that had I known days before. Um, that you know, I would be announcing that match. I probably would have been rehearsing, and it probably, it will probably take away the excitement of just enjoying the moment. Right. So it's nice that they just told me the day of,、um, and it's really cool because I got to meet Baron Corbin, and his words were, <laughs> "Congratulations on winning an opportunity to announce a loser." Because at that time he was still, <laughs>、um, yeah, at that time. He had not won the jackpot yet, so he、yeah. was still poor and like he was just like、um, like very sad. And、uh, with Big E, 
I remember um, meeting him after the rehearsal, and he was just like very supportive and kind. And you know, I told him um, actually that that same day uh, of SummerSlam, it was the same day that I became a U.S. citizen, like eight years ago. Oh wow! And yeah, and I first moved to Las Vegas too when I when I moved to the U.S. So it was like it was oh just like God. crazy as to how like it was in Vegas. Anniversary of me becoming a U.S. citizen, so I told Biggie that, and he's like, "Oh my God, that's amazing!" Uh, and then during the show, uh, after I had announced Biggie, and you know, he gets in the ring, he walked towards me, and he said, "Great work!" And then when he did that, I was just like, "Okay, <laughs> that's amazing. Thank you so much. You didn't have to do that, but you're you're very kind, and that was just to me it was it was just like wow, that was such like a big bonus to like what I'm experiencing at that moment because to me it's like again it was he wasn't he didn't have to do that, right? But he took that extra time, you know, to tell me we were in the middle of the ring and like he's telling me this. <laughs> it's amazing. That is amazing, and what's so great about it, like. That makes me feel really good because Biggie is one of my favorites. Well, the entirety of the New Day. Um, my listeners know this. Um, Kofi Mania made me cry. You know, Biggie is the champion now, and I'm just really happy about that. Like, they just make me, you know, just smile all the time. Like, all three members, Xavier Woods, all of them. And me and Xavier share the same birthday, so there's a thing. Oh, okay. So, so it's just like, I just love the entirety of them as a whole. And just the fact that Big E told you good job and told you good work, you know, like that, I probably would have cried. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just so cool, you know, that, and it makes me happy because it, it's like, he seems like such a nice person, right? you know from the outside looking in or just listening mm -hmm. to his podcast and stuff you know he seems like a really genuine sweet person and just knowing that he actually is and he gave you that moment when he didn't have to you know like that's just really incredible i'm so happy for you oh thank you yeah it's it's such a great moment that's why when he won the wwe championship i was like man this man deserves all of this greatness because he's he's genuinely nice and kind so Yes, and because he definitely worked hard for it too. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. when you think about how he started and then look at him now, it's just like <laughs> the difference is like night and day. But it's so good. This is a biggie love fest. Um <laughs> yes. Oh my god. We love you, Biggie. <laughs> yes, we love you so much. Um, so what were your favorite moments outside of your big moment at SummerSlam? Um, oh probably well, one would be like meeting Molly Holly and Beth Phoenix um, because um, after our rehearsal, um, mm -hmm. we, uh, well, I got out of the ring and I remember this lady walking up to me and she congratulated me and said, and she said, great work. And, um, and I knew it was Molly Holly. I was just like in my head, it was just, it was just like, okay, Molly Holly just walked up to me and congratulated me. So mm -hmm. she was like congratulating me. I was just like, thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> and then she's like, I I'm Nora. And then in my head, of course, I know you're Nora. Um, and then so, uh, I, um, and then she like pulls her mask down and she, she said, Molly Holly. And then I was just like, yes, ma'am. Nice to meet you, ma'am. Thank you so much. <laughs> and then same thing with Beth Phoenix, literally like right after that, here comes Beth congratulating me. And for some reason, I thought of my coworker Beth. 
So I was just like, the whole time she was talking to me, I was just like, why is Beth here? Like, Beth is now working for WWE. Like, I didn't know that. And <laughs> I think she saw, like, my confused look. So she pulls her mask down and she said, Beth Phoenix? And I was just like, oh my God, of course you are Beth Phoenix. <laughs> What's going on? Um, so that was really nice because, you know, I looked up to these women when, when um, I started watching wrestling. So to me, um, you know, the fact that they walked up to me and congratulated me, uh, again, they didn't have to do that. Um, right. To me, it's a lot of like encouragement and it gave me so much motivation to, to keep doing my thing. Um, right. To me, it's like, these are the women who, I mean, they're pioneers in our industry. They're hall of famers, they're legends, and they're telling me I did a great job. So that, that moment was really special for me. And then, um, my husband was, um, yeah, I, I mean, I was looking for him uh, after my rehearsal and I found him ringside, which is where he was waiting for me. And he was talking to someone. And I just remember thinking to myself, hold up. My husband is not a wrestling fan. And I found him having a great time chatting with AJ Styles. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was just like, wait what what is going on here like i brought my husband here and now he's making friends with <laughs> with the wrestlers like now he's like friends with aj styles like they're laughing around they're joking around and i was like what is going on here <laughs> that is so funny so that yeah that was really funny because um i guess like with my husband he's just like he saw it as okay i am meeting new people i'm here for my wife um you know but like i'm meeting new people so he was just like enjoying that moment and I guess he's not starstruck when he's meeting people because mm -hmm. he doesn't really like watch wrestling. So he just kind of like saw people and, you know, if someone talks to him, he like talks to them. And that was really nice that, um, you know, him and AJ Styles uh, had that like moment. <laughs> uh, they enjoyed talking to each other. And then um, during the match or during the show, uh, we got seats literally like right behind um, the announcers. Ooh. And yeah, so it's like literally like ringside. Um, and I remember um, Mike Rome and Greg Hamilton, they would give me like advice still, and which is amazing because to me, it's like, you guys are working, but you're still like sharing your knowledge with me. That's great. Mm -hmm. um, and then all of a sudden, there's this woman who like sat right next to me and I was just like, oh my God, I hope she does not get kicked out by security. Right. Because someone literally like did that and got kicked out. and. Um, and then next thing I know, she's like, hey. And I was like, oh my God, Beth, you're here. <laughs> so Beth actually sat ringside right next to me mm -hmm. uh, for Edge versus uh, Seth Rollins. Oh, wow. And I, I thought of uh, asking her for a picture, but, um, you know, I figured, you know what? It's, it's okay. She wants to enjoy, you know, watching her husband's match. I don't want her, I don't want to start this. And then next thing I know, other people are like asking her for a picture and then, you know, she's not enjoying, you know, the match anymore. So mm -hmm. she's like, it's okay. You know, it's been a great day. And then a few days after that, uh, WWE posted pictures of Beth uh, ringside at SummerSlam. And one of the pictures that they posted was of me telling her, are you okay? Just breathe. You'll be fine. Because <laughs> she was like really nervous and she was like watching uh, the match. So it's just kind of like, it's okay. You'll be fine. 
I but still somehow cool. got my picture. So. Like, that's so cool that that happened. It's almost like you manifested that in a sense, like, well, never mind. And then and then it winds up happening in another way. But at least, yeah. you know, you were able to be Beth's moral support in that moment. Because I can only imagine having a significant other be a wrestler and then you're watching them, you know, and, and you're just kind of like watching them get beat up. And you're just like, oh, ow, even though, you know, you're you're in the business too and you know what that's like but it's still mm-hmm. nerve-wracking at the same time so mm-hmm. at least you were there for her i'm so glad you actually had all <laughs> those moments though like like those are gonna like stick with you forever so i'm really happy that you had those moments there so of course you know given the opportunity um would you sign with a major mainstream company like wwe or you know maybe AEW or impact Oh my God. Um, You know, I want a full time opportunity as a ring announcer. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, whoever wants to take me, please sign me up. I (laughs) I really love doing it. You know, it's amazing as to how I didn't even know I could do this. And I, you know, tried it out. I fell in love with it. And to me, I just want to be the best version of myself. So I just want to find like a company who would give me that opportunity to do it full time because I feel like. Once I do it full time, I'll keep getting my reps and, you know, I can be the best version of myself as I keep, you know, you know, doing it every every week, I guess, or how many times during the week. So, (laughs) yeah, like I definitely see that in your future. Like, I just cannot wait to see where you end up, because I just feel like, you know, if you had such a like it's like you just started this year. And then you go from just starting this year to ring announcing at like one of the biggest pay-per-views, you know, in modern, in like wrestling history. Then I figure basically at this point, the sky's the limit for you. So, oh, thank you so much. Like thank that's you just so how much. I feel. Like it's just like, it's just so huge, you know, for that to happen to you like, like in that way. So I figure, you know, after that, you know, what, I mean, there's, I feel like everything else should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So how exactly do you feel about the state of wrestling as a whole and what is good and or what could be improved? Oh, I guess like for me, I am hoping to see more uh, women's wrestling. Um, I know we've had like events before, like um, the uh, Evolution, um, like the the all women's uh, pay-per-view by WWE, which I was hoping there'd be like one, you know, it would happen every year. But I also saw the one from NWA, uh, Empower. Um, yeah, I was actually I, I, at that one. It was great. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so I hope that something like that would be like on a regular basis. But aside from that, I, I hope that it will be a norm to have more women's matches um, every week, like on, on the shows that we watch. Right. And to me, I'm hoping for it to not just be like, you know one match like every now and then you know i i feel like there is like at least one match but um i just hope that there should be like there should be like a few more um that way it would become a norm that it's not just going to be like men that we're we are going to see like on you know on tv uh, we're also going to see more women's wrestling so I'm, ho- I'm hoping for that um and the other thing is that i know on twitter um when i log in i i, I see like the whole battle of like WWE versus AEW fans. And to me, it's right. just like, 
oh guys come on we all love wrestling let's just like you know love the product i mean we might have like you know our preferred shows or we get to watch just one show over the other but uh, at the end of the day um you know we all love wrestling so i'm just hoping that you know people would see it mostly as i guess it's kind of like having sports teams you know like some people are just like you know they're like diehard i don't know diehard Lakers fans and there's diehard Me. Celtics fans something like that. <laughs> oh, you're a Laker fan? Yes, I am. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> that I love is, the Lakers. That is amazing. Fun fact, I used to work for um, the television um, station of the Lakers in Los Angeles. For real? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I used to work for their uh, pre-game, post-game, halftime shows. Yeah, I was oh. there for almost 9 years. And wow. the reason why I left is because I wanted to, you know, have I wanted to pursue wrestling. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I but, love the Lakers. Yeah, they're amazing. Oh. Um, but yeah, um so it's kind of like that. I feel like um it's starting to become kind of like a like a like a sports team rivalry thing. Um uh, but I guess like for me it's just like at the end of the day I'm just like, you know, can't we just all like love it cuz it's wrestling but i get it like people have like their own preferences but mhm <laughs> we can we can always agree to disagree there you go yeah you can and there's a way to also do that civilly too without sort of you know resorting to sort of you know picking at each other mm-hmm. um because sometimes i feel like that's one of the ill one of the um bad parts about social media is the fact that a lot of people say things um that can be very hurtful or mm-hmm. would that they would not necessarily have the courage to say you know in front of their face and just because you like something that's different from something i mean i mean that's okay i mean we're all different and we have different journeys and different reasons as to what makes us tick right but when it comes to wrestling you know i feel like we should all you know just love it you know collectively and just you know just be okay with that but i feel like a lot of that also has to do with the fact that there hasn't been this much you know hot high stakes competition in so long that it's just like everybody's just kind of you know really excited about it mm-hmm. and then it sort of feels like it used to feel like in the 90s now mind you I was a child so I didn't know any of this was going on until way later but you know you had the whole WCW versus WWE thing or WWF at the time and they were just you know at each other for weeks for years until they weren't anymore and since then it hasn't really been that that much of a competition since then up up until now and people are pumped about that but you know there's a way to still be loving about wrestling and not necessarily be you know angry at each other and i agree with your sentiment as well so yeah we need to chill yeah (laughs) we need to chill sometimes we really do because we all love the same thing so who are your who would you say are your top five favorite wrestlers um well, probably, uh, well, uh, okay, I don't want to say, like, number one's John, I guess number one's John Cena, okay, John Cena, <laughs> Batista, <laughs> John Cena, Batista, Trish Stratus, Lita, and then Beth Phoenix. That's a pretty solid top five there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so, yeah, John Cena, I mean, I just always saw him as, like, that guy who can, like, work a crowd really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he goes somewhere and people hate him he can still he can still do his thing i mean you gotta respect the guy like a lot of people do not like john cena but then he can still you know work that crowd um batista 
you know, love Batista, you know, for us Filipinos, he's our, you know, hero in the professional wrestling world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, Trish Stratus, uh, Lita and Beth Phoenix. I remember watching wrestling. Um, yeah, I remember um, seeing these women and just thinking to myself, oh my God, like they're amazing because they can do what, you know, the men do basically. And they can wrestle, wrestle and they can fight. And um, I just always thought that, you know, uh, they were just like great pioneers of women's wrestling. So, yeah. So I remember watching uh, Trish Stratus, um, her last match against Lita was the... Unforgiven 2006. I was right. at a movie theater because that's how we watched pay-per-views in the Philippines around that time. Um, and I remember uh, that was her final match. Um, and, you know, I started watching wrestling around that time and I got to see like all the stuff that she did. And um, and it was it was really great um, to kind of like see like her career. And then, you know, I got to watch her like final match. And I was just like, man, that's amazing that a woman did that. Yeah, definitely. And then the fact that her and Lita had such a steady rivalry even until mm -hmm. the end, like that is just like that's the stuff of legend right there. And then so yeah, it's just you're I really enjoy like your top five. Like that's just a really solid list there. See, I don't oh, have a top you. five. I just have I just have two favorites. <laughs> like I just say my favorite male wrestler of all time is The Rock and my okay. favorite female wrestler of all time is Sasha Banks. Ooh, okay, okay. He's just the greatest to me. She's the greatest. She's the blueprint. She's the standard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, we're being so crazy. Yeah, she's the boss. She's the blueprint. She's the standard. She's the main mm -hmm. event. She's everything to me. I just love her. <laughs> so yeah, except you know, yeah, I, yeah, she's my favorite. So what? <laughs> so what would you say the future holds for you, Rain? Oh. Um, to me, you know, <laughs> it's crazy as to how, you know, where this journey, you know, my love of professional wrestling has taken me. Um, I, I, to me, I saw SummerSlam as the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't see it as like the end all be all. I won a contest. Great. To me, I actually saw it as a beginning for me because, um, you know, like I said earlier, you know, the night before I found out about the contest, I was literally contemplating about my life. Like, mm -hmm. am I on the right direction? Is this is this it for me? And, you know, the contest happened. I won the contest. And to me, it it's a huge sign that I'm on the right direction. Yes. <laughs> um, so for me, you know, after SummerSlam, I've been, you know, booking uh, shows um, either as a as an in-ring reporter uh, or a ring announcer because I want to keep getting my reps. And um, I, I just want to be the best version of myself. So I'm hoping that one day uh, someone will notice me and give me that full-time opportunity to be a ring announcer and to live my dream. Yeah, I feel like since you had this really big beginning, then you just have no choice but to have like a big middle and a big ending. So oh, thank you. I feel like <laughs> all of it is just going to be big for you. And I'm just really, I am just so, so happy for you that you had that opportunity and that you're going to make the most of it and you're going to work your hardest to make your dreams come true so this has just been a very inspiring conversation with you like for real so thank you so much for coming on the hardy wrestling podcast now if you could take this time to just tell people where they can follow you on social media and what you've got going on then you can do that now oh yeah thank you so much um so you guys can follow me i'm on instagram 
Twitter, TikTok. I'm learning how to post videos and create videos <laughs> on TikTok. So, <laughs> so bear with me on TikTok, but I am learning. Um, I'm on social media at Ringside Rain, and that's Rain with an E. I'm also on YouTube at YouTube.com/RingsideRain. Uh, if you are in uh, Southern California, or if you will be in the Orange County area, um, I usually have my shows um, at Orange County Championship Wrestling. Um, I usually post my uh, flyers on my Instagram page. Um, I also do other shows with other wrestling promotions in uh, SoCal. Um, but for the most part, it's uh, it's around Orange County, LA area. So if you ever gonna be in that area, uh, find me on Instagram, let me know, and uh, I can point you to the right direction, which show you wanna watch, so. Well, thank you so much, Rain, for coming on the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. And hopefully we'll have you back at some point. This was really great and I just wish you nothing but great things. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I, I really enjoy my time. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Okay, so I was sitting with my friends one day and they asked me, Stephanie, how do you record your podcast? And I said, with the Anchor app on my phone. And they were like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, it's that simple. It is absolutely free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. And it will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's got everything you need to make a podcast in one place. They even have classes and stuff that you can listen to that will give you all kinds of good tips on what you need to do in order to make the best podcast. So if you want to do this, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. All right, so I want to thank Rain Cruz, aka Ringside Rain, for coming on my show and talking about her amazing experiences with being a ring announcer and ultimately winning the announcer contest to um, to basically announce at SummerSlam. That was probably one of the coolest conversations I've ever had, and I'm just really grateful that she was able to come on the show. And also thank you guys for listening to my show and consistently supporting and um you know, putting the word out there about the show and everything and listening to it or whatever, and going on this journey with me through all of its changes and all of the above, but keeping the core focus on wrestling. So of course, if you want to follow the Hardy Wrestling Podcast, you can follow it on Instagram at Hardy Wrestling Podcast and on Twitter at Hardy Wrestle Pod. And you can, um, Listen to the Hardy Wrestling Podcast everywhere you get podcasts. That's Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, basically everywhere. you Everywhere you listen to audio, you can get the podcast. So please continue to like, share, and subscribe, and um, to leave rating, ratings and talk about how much you love the show um, and basically help to contribute to the growth of it. Or if you hear something that you like or see any clips that I post, please retweet those, share those and, you know, just continue to get the word out about the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. 
Um, So with that in mind, I hope you're being safe and being your best self and continuing to um, cherish the ones who are close to you and just continuing to stay safe through this pandemic time, even though a lot of people are, you know, getting back to their normal lives and stuff, pan, there's still a panorama going on. So continue to stay safe and be, and, you know, just be your best self in all aspects of life and just never give up because, you know, your dreams are valid and your thoughts are valid. So never give up on yourself. So with that um, said, thank you for listening to the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl, Stephanie Hardy. Bye, y'all.